0: Let me tape with this guy I know, Jack. Mean kid, bad seed, hurt people. I like him already. (laughs) (laughs) You know the problem was, he got sloppy. You know, crazy. He started to lose it. He had a head full of bad wiring, I guess. Couldn't keep it straight up here. He was the kind of guy who. I couldn't hear the train till it was two feet from
1: him.
0: You know what happened to this guy, Jack? Yeah. Well... Wow. Made mistakes. And then he had a. It's th- Now you wanna get nuts! Come on! Let's get nuts!
2: Tell me something, my friend. You ever
0: dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey.
2: People are always saying about the talk, and I
1: talk, and I talk, and I talk, but guess what? I back it up, I back it up. That means it's
0: time to roll, baby. You got nothing going on between your ears, bro. John, do you think I'm just gonna sit there and let you kill me, John? I mean, really? I think I could beat every girl in my division with one hand. That guy's such a dick. I mean, you show your true colors after a fight, and that fucking guy comes up to me. You know who ah. you are, huh? I don't have
1: much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> I hope to guys you come ready. Hi, Michael Morgan, and welcome to the midweek edition of the WOCAST, episode 159, if oh. you've been keeping track. Alongside me, as usual, my sister from another mister. It's G from TV. Hey, 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 that would be
2: me. Hey, Mike, how you doing? <laughs>
1: I'm good. As you can probably hear the splashing in the background, I'm at my son's swim squad uh, practice. So um, if you can bear with, and your listeners can bear with, the, the, the um, soothing sounds of uh, people splashing in the water, um, I'd really, really appreciate it. Oh,
2: it sounds like you're a pretty busy dad.
1: <laughs> well, I it's, think it's awesome here at the moment, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a combination of sitting in front of movies and my son i'm trying to get him into well the value and learning the value of money so um uh, i'm blowing my cover here i know but um he's got a little job as a mystery shopper so i've been going around to retail retail shops and uh, gas stations and uh catching people slipping not doing their job and uh my son is leading on that he's the lead mystery shopper we're catching people slipping that is so
2: cool how do you cat? what do you look for like when you say catching people slipping what do you what do you see what do you like Uh, uh, uh.
1: it's it's to do with knowledge It's to do with um, they've received training on certain products they've received training on how to actually lay out goods and they've received training on on, uh, customers customer service now as you know the customers always right so that's you know a starting point which they should be um, well beginning with and uh, let's just put it this way Um, customer service ain't what it used to be oh hell no I I have to say I'm enjoying myself but you know more importantly as I say my son is now learning the value of money and um, it doesn't grow on trees
2: yeah, kudos to you, Mike, because that's certainly not a part of the curriculum in the States. There, I've never taken not one class on finances, saving, direct deposit, none of that stuff. And, and too many young kids just get started as soon as they leave their parents' house at 18, and you're destined for problems if you don't know how to save and do all that stuff. So kudos to you and getting him squared away before he leaves the nest. <laughs>
1: Well, 13, so there's time yet. But like it's say, never too early.
2: I had a piggy bank <laughs> at like three. My mother worked at a bank. I had you, please. So, good job, Mike.
1: Oh, Well, thank you. You're you know, welcome. speaking of good job, combat sports this weekend, good job. Applause. Basically, we've got Bellator 239 on Friday. We've got Bellator Dublin on Saturday. We've got UFC Felder versus Hooker. On Saturday, also on Saturday, we have Fury versus Wilder. Now, I know this is an MMA show. I know we talk combat sports, so I thought I would just neatly tuck that one in there. I mean, just um, just off the bat, have you been following the antics? Um, well, especially following on from the last fight of Fury, uh, Fury versus Wilder.
2: I remember uh, Tyson Fury coming back from the dead and resurrecting when I thought the <laughs> fight was over. And I was astounded that, one, that he was capable of getting back up. Mm. I thought the 10 count was a little suspect. I was like, I don't know about that. But I'd have to rewatch it again. I'm not big into boxing. Um, but I'm te- I'll tell you this. I'll be watching that fight. There's nothing like it right now. That's the hottest boxing fight they could put together, in my opinion, for right now.
1: You know I mean, something? What, what I hadn't appreciated before, the first time round, Fury versus Wilder, it was flying somewhat under the radar yep. until Radio Raheem got involved. I'm not sure if you remember um, him actually speaking to Wilder. It went viral. Basically, it was talking about the question of race. And Wilder basically went off on Radio Raheem because, um, basically, Raheem was asking him what did he mean by uh, a certain meaning in one of... Um, you know uh, a point that he was making about the plight of black americans and um the to this day meme came out of that because <laughs> basically wilder was having none of that although you know rahim recently explained on rogan um i think it was either this week or last week that you know he knew exactly where he was coming from but obviously as a viewer um, because he was actually interviewing him for um, his youtube channel not everybody is coming from the same page not everybody is coming from the same uh, perspective not everybody understands so he was trying to unpack it for them so to this day was um, <laughs> a reason why a lot of people started to take note as to you know the hype that wasn't there which suddenly started building so you know big up radio rahim for getting involved in that inadvertently but-
2: well, why did Dante get so mad? Remember, he was like, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And I just remember being like, it's his job. And I, kudos to him for being a black man bringing up a question that pertains to the community. Why yeah. is Dante so mad? But mm. I mean, one of the greatest memes ever came out of that. And, and also his response was hilarious. And then um, it was insightful. You know, it gives you some outlook on how he feels. Oh, about massively. his history and, and, and what we've been through and the struggles. So, And then, like I said, that meme, you might not know what it's about, but it's hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did say that we were somewhat sport for choice this weekend. We're also sport for choice on this episode because also in interview, we have Aaron the Joker Chalmers. A nice. You know, I, I think it's kind of uh, a nice segue, I guess, to get straight into that from the get-go. No,
2: like Matt, let's do it.
1: It's a pleasure to welcome to this week's WOCast, Aaron, the Joker Charmers, back in action at Bellator Dublin. How you doing, my man?
0: Yes, I'm very well. Me, How are you?
1: I'm exceptionally well. I hear that um, you're not so good, though, because there's a bit of a detour on the way over to Bellator Dublin, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, well... I checked my passport last week because I was booking a holiday I go on holiday on Monday and I looked and I didn't have enough t- months, months left on the passport so I've sent it away obviously for a week a week turnaround and it didn't turn up so I've had a fly to Belfast so hopefully it comes this week otherwise I'm not going on holiday and I'm certainly not getting home from Dublin either
1: <laughs> well I, I, bl- I blame Brexit mate If um, if we were still in the EU it wouldn't be an issue would it? Well, I don't know, because I, I think you have to, you have a passport to fly to Dublin, but it's driving licence to Belfast,
0: so it might, be, it might be another three-hour drive to Belfast and then fly home on my driving licence oh, on wow. Sunday morning.
1: Oh, wow. So, it's been a while since we've seen you in the cage. Just fill me in. What has actually been preoccupying your time, and why is it taking so long for you to return? Um. You know, is I've been I had been doing bits of
0: filming and I had um, a few little niggles. Like London, London had come around. Well, I meant to be on the London court but I had a little niggle. And by the time we had said yes, I no, that the chance was gone. So we didn't really want to risk any chances uh, in November. So we just we just we just thought we'd wait. We just thought we would wait um, for Dublin. I always said I wanted to be on the Dublin court and I've been on so many London calls. It's worth it's worked out perfect.
1: So. You know without me putting words in your mouth is this a way of actually edging you slightly away from the uk and more into international waters as it were
0: you know there is you are putting words into my mouth but you are quite correct and <laughs> um, we are we are trying to 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 um to go overseas um, and this is this is the perfect start first fight outside the uk outside of england and um, what better place to start than Dublin?
1: Now, just on, you know, the fact that you're now, um, well, firmly ensconced as a mixed martial artist. I mean, a lot of people now are giving you praise where it's due. And a lot of people um, are looking at you as a true martial artist. Now, now that you've you've finally been accepted, how does it actually feel? I mean, you're right, it's taken two years, but how does that acceptance actually feel now?
0: It's a bit of a relief like I'm getting a lot more positive messages messages on Instagram when when fights get announced than when um then then before. So but yeah it's you know it's it's nice because obviously I've been putting the work in so it's nice to like now get acknowledged for that rather well, than people say oh he's just a TV person but two two and a half years in the sport obviously things are starting to change now. So yeah it's it's good. I mean I'm buzzing.
1: I mean, just on that whole transformation—it's not just a, a physical transformation, but a, a mental one, I'm sure. You've spoken quite openly in the past about, you know, mental health issues and the fact that you know you've, you've actually dealt with and are living oh, with understand. anxiety. I mean, just talk me through that whole transformation and how you're actually coping now with um, anxiety. Yeah,
0: you know it's like one of the main one of the main things with, with the anxiety was the TV show that I used to come from. Obviously, it involved a lot of alcohol and stuff, and being locked away in houses for six weeks with no outside connection. So that was played a big part in it, and like just like obviously, drink in itself is, well, as you know, it's a depressant. Do you know what I mean? So we have kind of steered away from that, and now I'm on I'm on the healthy living, and I've got a baby due in two months, so it's give us even more reason to um to to fight, fight for for me career and and fight to be better, better person all around. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I used to just drink and it would be a spiral of like drinking, then I will drink again. Do you know what I mean? So it was a vicious circle. Whereas now I've got out of that and I can now say I'm a full-time athlete and things are looking up.
1: And just on, you know, the, the forthcoming uh, uh, newborn, I mean, congratulations on that. You talk about that being a, a motivator. Now, a lot of people um, point to that being a cliche, but how real is that uh, for you? Did you actually realise or did you actually um, feel a, a renewed sense of purpose? Because, you know, you do have another one on the way or a, a, a little one on the way.
0: Yeah, but you know what it is like, you know, some, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I'm fighting for myself. I'm fighting for, me. like you say, it's cliche fighting for my family. But if I'm not fighting for me, if I'm not fighting, then what am I going to do? I'm going to have to go back to, back to scaffolding. Do you know what I mean? Because TV not going to last forever. And I want the best life I possibly can for me and my family. So... What better way to than to physically fight for it? Do you know what I mean? What like, to look back and say I fought for my family to be in this position. So yeah, it's give us a little, give us like a, give us a second win. Sure we'll
1: And speaking of second win, you're gonna be showcasing what actually a second win looks like this coming Saturday. Now. Mr. Clem, what has he got to look forward to? I'm taking there's going to be a renewed, uh, or almost a Aaron Chalmers 2.0 when he actually steps in the cage. But what has uh, Mr. Clem got to look forward to? Do you know
0: bit Like I think he's a, he's a he's a grappler as me, so I think he's going to come do what he's going to do do what he needs to do and just make it as tough and grueling as he possibly can for us. But I'm not going to give too much away. because I've got a few tricks up my sleeve. Got a few things that. I'll get the crowd going. Um, but I've been working. I've been working hard. I've been working on me, on me, on me, on me bad areas—the jits, the wrestling, especially me wrestling because I, I was really poor at it. I, could, I would get taken down all the time in in, um, in sparring and stuff. Whereas now, it's something that I've really worked on. Something that I've really, really put put the time and effort into to, to to improve. And hope oh, Saturday night you'll see that that's worked.
1: And, and just on that, you were unbeaten until that speed bump in the road. And it was indeed a speed bump because up until that unfortunate turn of events, you were actually winning. Do you ever think about, first of all, that loss and how you'd like to avenge it? Or is that like in the past now and you're moving on? Do you
0: know, do you know what it is? Like I'm, not, like, I'm not one of these bitter people that say, oh yeah, I should have won, I should have done this. At the end of the day, I mean, yeah, I can make excuses that I wasn't myself. I didn't refuel properly, but let's be honest, he beat us. He beat it fair and square. Um, on a different night, he probably would have been knocked out. But he was a he was a fucking tough kid. He was a tough kid, and he grinded through what he needed to. He got weathered the storm and he tapped us out. So fair play to him. If we, if our paths cross in the game in the future, the outcome will be different. But hats off to him. He beat us, and I don't I don't take it to heart. I did it first. I took it to heart, but it kind of grinded us into the fighter that I am now. Do you know what I mean? so it's 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 made us, it's it's made us for the better and um, because i think if i had kept winning and knocking people out i wouldn't have improved my me ground game me wrestling and all them areas because i would have just kept doing what was winning what 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 was making us win do you know what i mean so now getting tapped out made us improve me jits me wrestling and in my all-round game
1: and just finally um I think you know where this conversation is going already. Moving forward and looking at future opponents, a couple of the Pool Brothers have been speaking up quite recently and they've been uh, making noises about coming into Bellator and uh, possibly making waves. First of all, how do you view that? And secondly, you know, is there anything about that that attracts you or are you looking you know, forward to basically keeping with the traditional mixed martial arts roster, as it were?
0: Do you know what it is? Um, We are, I've spoken to my agent, and he's like, we, we would we wouldn't mind a crossover fight in boxing, just because everyone's doing it. So I would throw my name in the hat, and if they come to Bellator, even better. If they don't, it's something that I would look at in boxing or MMA. But I'm open to all to all offers. Do you know what I mean? I like I like to compete in fights like that. Is they're big fights. Do you know what I mean? The the big big fights which can set you up for a long time maybe a lifetime so of course i'm looking at them fights but we've got a a job to do on saturday night we'll get through that and then we can look at the the bigger options
1: incredible just before you go i think it would be remiss of me to ask in the time-honored fashion i know you are um, very keen obviously to get back in there but obviously very keen to put down in emphatic fashion a finish how does it actually end on saturday
0: Let's just say, I'm not going to give a round or anything, but let's just say highlight reel. That's all I'm going to say.
1: (laughs) That's it. I I look forward to that, Aaron. Aaron, I know you (laughs) are rushed off your feet in terms of trying to get settled and obviously um, get on with your other media obligations. I'm going to leave things there, but thank you again for your time and I wish you all the best for this Saturday. Perfect. Thanks very much, mate. Take care, buddy. See you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. So, as you probably can hear there, there was a subtle difference to Aaron Chalmers of old and Aaron Chalmers of new, he seems comfortable, he seems almost joyful to be getting back Mm -hmm. into the cage. And one of the things which I was really, really keen to raise with him, which he was, you know, he has no qualms in talking about, is, you know, how open he is about his mental health. And the fact is, he recognises, you know, anxiety played a, a large part, not only in his mixed martial arts career, but you know, actually coming from a a reality TV background. I mean, I'm not sure if this is well known to, you know, stateside listeners that, you know, he has essentially uh, springboarded from being a reality TV star, a huge reality TV star, into now, as again, I, I raised with him in the interview, to being a credible mixed martial artist. I mean, I'm not sure if you guys were aware of that
2: no I was I, in fact you piqued my interest I was just going to ask like what show was he on and what type was it like a dating show or something or like because you know how some reality TV shows are kind of like not so classy like you know bad girls club type of stuff and then yeah. there's like there's quali- there's levels of quality was, what type of show was he on
1: put it this way I, I hope um, Aaron doesn't mind me saying but I consider uh-huh. the type of reality TV show that he was on to be in the kind of Trashy, not classy um, reality yeah. TV show. Basically, it was called Geordie Shaw, and it was, you know, a lot of uh, binge drinking, um, a lot of, uh, how can I put it, um, frivolous and. Um what's the word i'm looking for there's a lot of romance going on there let's just put it that way i'm not uh-huh. really i'm not really that clued up because it's not my type of show it's not the type of thing that intrigues or interests me and it's not the sort of thing that i watch on a week-to-week day-to-day basis but it was incredible or incredibly popular because a lot of people do like that sort of um oh, yeah. uh reality tv fly on the wall type of um approach to programming, but it just wasn't for me. But yeah, he was a huge star here. And he decided, you know, in terms of longevity, to pursue something which he was very passionate about. Before, you know, um, leaving the reality show, he was a keen um, kickboxer stroke Muay Thai practitioner. And uh, I think Tiger Muay Thai was the the outfit that he used to actually go and um, train with. And um, oh, from nice. there, he, he springboarded into mixed martial arts. And a lot of people, he got a lot of hate for it because uh, quite a few people only saw him as a reality TV star and um, oh. weren't giving him the credit that he was due as a as a well as a martial arts practitioner. Right?
2: Yeah, because you know, a lot of times when people go on mm. reality TV shows, that's you get typecasted. Even when you yeah. leave the show, you yeah. become like. I was on American Next Top Model. I was on Real World. And now you've left Real World or you've left these shows. But that it's still still on your back. People Mm. still associate you with that. So, I mean, it's unfortunate that he still has that stigma. But this is mixed martial arts. All he has to do is keep winning. And they'll forget. And he'll become more of a threat. And it sounds like Aaron is also feeling very good, which makes him a threat. When you feel good, Mike and you're dealing with anxiety mm. and you're dealing with it well and you're also exercising and releasing all these endorphins and you feel good about it and you and you feel much better than before I don't know that sounds like that's going to make him an even better fighter sounds like his mind is clear he sounds more focused yada 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 and then on top of it I love the fact that he dis- he openly discusses anxiety yeah people need to be educated on it like for instance in my family no one believes in anxiety they're just like oh you worry too much that's not anxiety mm. anxiety is when you can't control it when you're just you're just out of your mind and you're having panic attacks, and it affects everybody differently, but people really need to be educated on it. And I know we talked about this last week, but I love that he uses his platform as a fighter to discuss it and uses himself so that people can relate to him. And I, I support him 100% with that. Well, that's I just the
1: thing. It. That's just the thing. I think he should be applauded, as should yeah. um, James Gallagher. They yep. both have openly talked about you know mental health and mental health stigma and how powerful... Um, their voices are now I feel the fact that they are being so open and honest about it and it's making I think the dialogue and the discussion a lot more free and a lot more open and I think that needs to happen because a lot of people like you say you know when mental health does come up it's a case of people not understanding and stigmatizing and further stigmatizing mental health by basically telling you to just pull yourself together oh, just stop worrying about exactly. it that's not
2: how it works that's not how it works mm. you know oh it's not that big of a deal well in my mind it is and that's the problem that i can't reel it back and it's just so annoying when you feel like that and the people around you can't relate so that's why it's important for people in the limelight celebrities fighters to kind of be like no 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 i can relate listen to what I've been through and I survived you know so I, I love that I know a lot of people think James Gallagher is a tool and da 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 you know a lot of people in the states have things to say about him but yeah. I commend him for that cause that, that's some real stuff I mean Ricky Bendejas disrupted his little flow when, when, he, when he knocked him out and he knocked him out viciously Yeah. so I can see how that would cause him anxiety I mean imagine having to pick yourself up and going back into a cage after a beating like that
1: Exactly. Exactly. And he
2: sh- and he came back strong. What does that tell you? You
1: know. Mm, mm. I mean, speaking of coming back strong, you probably got the gist of what Aaron was talking about there. When he takes on Austin Clem on Saturday, mm. I feel as though he's going to be laying down a real statement. I feel, you know, as, as he said, he's going to be uh, he's going to be leaving people. Uh, with a few surprises. But you know that card? That card, I have to say, is, um, even though it's had a bit of a change with Liam McCourt um, versus Judy Ferreira, it's now headlining. You know, uh-huh. it does have some standouts from there. As I say, the return of Charlie Ward versus Carl Kirk, I think, is yes. something which is um, gonna be on a lot of people's radar considering how popular Charlie Ward is. And I'm really That's hoping correct. this time round that he does a post fight interview because our man Jake Jones who's gonna be on the ground there would be waiting Yay. to capture that. That would be really, good. really good to see because he is a he is a fan favourite and he does go down quite well. You know I do feel though this whole split between the cards and the broadcast I know it's an old trope I know it's something which we keep on talking about, you have to jump Uh from app to app to app, I really can't wait until Bellator actually sort this out because for us uh, over here it's going to be broadcast on Sky Sports now to be on Sky Sports is a pretty big deal, if um, US listeners don't actually know this it's basically uh, the equivalent of being on Fox or being on ESPN. It's a major player oh, wow. over here. So right. to be on Sky Sports is a massive deal. But you're jumping from Sky Sports, which is going to be later in mm. in the day. So it's going to be um, 3 a.m. Sunday morning when people actually see this. It's going to be on tape delay. But also, oh, you're God. going to have to go backwards in time at 10 p.m. on... Again, terrestrial TV, which is a big deal. I shouldn't really yeah. complain, I shouldn't really moan, because it's a rather massive coup to be not only on terrestrial TV, but to be on Sky Sports, and right. to imagine that you know this is a sport that was shunned, this is a sport that people um, didn't want to give the time of day, didn't want to oh give yeah. daylight. Was,
2: they thought it was cockfighting, human exactly. cockfighting. Yeah. For
1: it now to be on terrestrial TV and Sky Sports is a big deal but you know this whole platform jumping, getting back to that it really Mm -hmm. does cause me concern because you do lose people along the way and the fact is it's got some really good matchups on the Sky Sports portion of the card and I'm guessing you know in terms of the time, in terms of when this actually goes out, it's actually geared up now for a US audience with Brent Primus and Chris Bungard actually um, headlining that portion of the card they're the um, basically main event of the sky portion so there uh, as well as that you know there, there's beck rawlings on there mm-hmm. um, versus elena kenny nodu and um ricky bandias versus our man oh, yeah. franz, Malambo. franz Malambo. Now Lamambo. those are the three which i feel that fans would be quite intrigued and quite and looking forward to there are obviously other standouts in there lewis long and oliver encamp it's going to be on the card as well. But, you know, for me, it's all about um, Liam McCourt versus Judith uh, Ruiz yeah, and Charlie big. Ward and Kyle yeah. Kurtz. Aaron Chalmers, like I say, is going to be um, what a lot of people are actually tuning in, especially being on Channel 5, especially being on Terrestrial TV when he faces Austin Clem. So I can't wait. All in all, you know, I have to applaud Bellator or trying to fix what effectively is platform jumping. As I mentioned, they are on three platforms on that day. They're on Sky Sports, they're on Channel 5, and they're on YouTube over, as I say, this um, side of the pond. Now, if I was to say to you without looking, don't look anywhere, don't Google, Mm -hmm. where is and where can you see Bellator this weekend? Forget the Friday show, let's not talk about that. But Saturday, where can you see Bellator Dublin? Tell me off the top of your head. Come on.
2: Um, off the top of my head, yep. you know how I watch Bellator? Mm. I tweet, hey guys, where can I watch Bellator? Oh, wow. And my lovely followers say, hey gee, jump on YouTube. And it's usually Shaylin MMA. Shout out to you. Um, but it, I just, I don't always have the time to just figure out where a, an organization is going to put fights on. Like, once you start chopping it up three different ways, mm. I start, I don't, I'm literally... It makes things very difficult. But sometimes I tweet it out. And sometimes I Google. But for the states, it just seems like um, the Bellator app. YouTube. And then um, sometimes it's on Paramount Channel. And then sometimes it's on Dazzin. So there's like four things that I jump through. Four hoops that I jump through to watch Bellator. Which is... Just drives me absolutely nuts. So it's like... That is why I tweet. Like, hey guys, where can I find it? And plus... I swear, sometimes, Mike, it sounds mm. lazy, but Twitter is faster than Google when it comes to, like, mixed martial arts questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love them. It's a—it's another reason why I love MMA Twitter, even though sometimes it's just such a headache. But that's one reason. And um, I also find the tape delays drive me crazy. So I'm going to do my best to watch both fights, uh, Friday and Saturday. And I probably will. You know, I'm doing all this complaining, but I wind up watching the fights, don't I? So... No, no fans will saying. yeah fans will keep up with this if they really want to watch and i'm yeah. one of them
1: you see that that's what i was gonna get uh, gonna get round to we do all this complaining i certainly do but mm-hmm. fans do watch but what i'm saying is that you know bellator are very responsive in terms of listening to what people want and what uh floats people's boat and what will make yep. people's lives easier so i'm hoping now that you know this whole situation with their broadcast is um, you know obviously coming to a head it will actually lead to easier um, access and um, well, basically less platform hopping.
2: yeah and I do think you're right I, I do think they're in the process Of fixing this up for both of us You know And and you got to give it time You got to give it patience Because the the audience is so vast Like Mm. you're in the UK And listeners um, don't know That even for me and you to record Can be difficult Because of the five hour difference So can you imagine Putting a major promotion on Across the globe Absolutely Yeah You have to think of location And viewers And the viewers are global That's nuts Mm. So I understand just kind of dealing with you know me not being a princess and being able to just turn it on with the flick <laughs> of a switch I it, it's I am I'm objective I understand because mm. even me and you Mike how many times have we been like okay what time at your time what time my time I yeah. uh, can't do it you know and that's mm. just podcasting so it and look an you're you're recording yeah you're recording. At your kids' swimming practice i'm I'm <laughs> hiding in someone's office. I'm at work. you <laughs> We're know
1: making it work yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's to say it. you know, you've just brought this to a head. If we can make it work, surely big corporate Bellator could make it work.
2: absolutely. and give them time. think about the parameters involved here, a global audience yeah would would fights all over the world with different time zones and fighters and visas and whatnot. so you know. I'll I hold off on complaining too much, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we're not going to be complaining about, UFC Fight Night, Felder versus Hooker, is going to be on all the platforms that we already know, and that is <laughs> UFC Fight Pass and, well, for us over here, BT Sports.
2: Uh, yeah, um, what's it called? Yeah, it's going to be on ESPN Plus for the everyone on stateside. So nah. everybody's, everybody's safe, you know, Fight Pass and ESPN Plus, so... There won't be too much complaining here. I do think that card is kind of weak, but I'm not going to complain because I am happy that the UFC is consistently putting on fights. But so
1: that, that, That's just it. They've done a really good job in terms of hyping up Paul. the Irish Dragon Felder is actually taking on um, Dan the Hangman Hooker. What they're uh-huh. promising is that, you know, we are looking forward now to a thrilling encounter. Um, basically, this is in the lightweight division, but... To me, this is kind of like, meh, if I'm honest. But applause and I think recognition should be given to the UFC. Because I'm not sure if you remember that face-off that they did. I think that was actually in New Zealand that they actually did that. I believe but so. That uh-huh. did the rounds. And I have to say, that got, me, well, got my interest peaked.
2: Yeah, they just looked like... I, even, I tweeted this yesterday, Mike. I was like, why is Dan Hooker so mad? <laughs> and it's just like, they, see, they just want to beat the shit out of each other. And mm. I'm in, you know? <laughs> and let's not forget, Mike, they're both closely ranked to each other. So mm. this, uh, I love fights like this because somebody's going up the um, rankings. Somebody's either going to remain or go down. So these fights are very important to them because, you know, the goal is to go up the rankings and to eventually fight for a title and to get an even better opponent. That's above you in the ranking. So this is important to both of them and especially Dan Hooker. And Mm. lately, Paul Felder has been complaining that he wants like a, you know, he wants Conor. He wants the big names. He feels like he deserves it. So if a win over up and coming Dan Hooker, it might get him some big names that he desires. And he even said it. He'll retire and just broadcast or get into acting if he doesn't start getting them soon. And he means business. I think
1: that's the plan. I mean, if you think about it, I'm not trying to be funny, but where else can he go?
2: And not just that, where else can we go? Look at Diego Sanchez. Look at BJ Penn. And then look at Michael Bisbee. Yeah. It is very smart for all of these fighters to have something on the side, whether it's a gym, an acting career, or um, a broadcasting career. Because that way, when you start to get beat up, or it's time for you to retire, or if you get some type of injury that comes mm. out of nowhere, look at mm. Cal Eleanor's scare. What if that had held true? Exactly. You have to retire. So... The, the fact that Paul's like, listen, I can walk away if you don't start giving me these, you know, good fights and, and worthy opponents says a lot to me. And I think it's very smart because why is Diego Sanchez still fighting? You know, why is BJ Penn? Why does he need fight camps to stay clean? And it's, you know, like I start to question when the fighters want to just come back. And you can tell it's like you really shouldn't come back. So big up to Paul for having a, a game plan. But let's get back to the the actual fight here. Mm. Tell me, who do you think
1: wins? Well, you know something? This is a pretty tough one. I, I, I yes. like... I like the fact as I mentioned that you know there does tend to or there is a uh, seemingly hype around this but it's yeah. a hard one to call. I'm just going go to go with I'm just going to go with Paul Felder only because um, he just seems so fired up for this but it is a hard one to call. A uh, very yeah, very tough pick him.
2: That's why I asked you that because I was like man I can't wait till Michael calls hurry up so we can just you know talk about this because I yeah. can't I can't call it either. I'm going with Paul because you know he's a vet you know, he's been fighting very smart lately. He's been picking his shots. He's been, he's just patient now, you know, and I like that. And he's getting better and better. He just recently beat, you know, Edson Barboza. And I see, I'm starting to see that veteran savviness in him. And um, I think he can edge it out with Dan Hooker, but I think Dan is going to be a problem. He's going to give him fits because this guy is good. And then for some reason, Mike, Dan Hooker's really pissed off at him. I don't <laughs> I think Paul Felder made a hooker joke Like a prostitute joke And a oh, wow. meme Yeah And Dan Hooker was like My name is my family lineage Ooh. And my ancestry So how dare you And meanwhile Paul's American He's like us We're we're knuckleheads We make memes in our sleep We're kind of <laughs> Paul's like what the fuck Like it's a meme bro <laughs> And Dan Hooker's like No this is my family line And wow. Paul's like Get the hell out of here So I like this little beef That they have going on Even though it's over a meme mm. But I wonder if that's going to, like, get Dan going. And isn't, isn't Auckland in Dan's backyard? Isn't this... It's New Zealand, so... Th- there you go. So, that's close enough for Dan Hooker. So, I'm sure he'll have the fans in this corner. And his family is there. So, that makes for a dangerous fighter. But I'm leaning towards Paul. But if Dan wins, I wouldn't be shocked.
1: Yeah, same here. One of those, mean, yeah. In the co-main, strawweight Carolina um, Kovacevic. Oh, Man, that doesn't really kind of like slip off the tongue, does it? But I managed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd
2: wait till I try.
1: <laughs> she returns um, against China's Yan Xianan. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think you now, nailed it. Yeah. Now, I- I'm looking forward to this only because, uh, from a Europe perspective, um, uh-huh. you know, she's originally from Poland. That's why it's kind of like piqued my interest. But again, It's really hard to say anything fantastic about this because this bout doesn't actually pique my interest or yeah it doesn't um, scream at you well no it doesn't doesn't really set my interest on fire to be honest with you but I'm looking forward to it only because as I say it's a European on the card so um, yeah and KK is a fan favorite she's a
2: sweetheart yeah like how do you not like her you know what I mean like nothing but a sweetheart when Connor threw that dolly through the window and the media asked her like were you scared she was like no I'm from Poland (laughs) I died so love her but I do think she's on a bit of a decline, and this young lady, Yan, uh, is not. So you be—I su- would not be surprised if Yan wins this because mm. I do think Carolina has been figured out and she's on the decline as much as I like her. But let me tell you about a fight that I have my eye on, Mike, All real on.
1: quick. Prelims, I bet you, you. know me,
2: of course. That's where <laughs> I live. Okay, that's that's where I would be at. Um, there's a few of them, but just um, Angela Hill took another short notice fight, and I love her. She's become she's quickly becoming the Cowboy Cerrone of the strawweight division, just fighting back to back. She's fighting a Muay Thai specialist, Loma Luca Me. God, thank you, God, I pronounced it correctly. Wow, uh, nailed
1: it! <laughs> I nailed
2: it. it. Yes, um, this is the UFC's first like Muay Thai um, fighter for women. Um, What's it called? She's pretty damn good is what I'm saying. And what I like about this fight so much is that they're both strikers and they're both their backgrounds are in Muay Thai. So I really oh, don't okay. think we're going to see too many people, see them like really take it to the ground or any of that stuff. We're going to see a technical, you know, pretty technical Muay Thai type of fight and I can't wait. And here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Angela Hill is steady improving and she's getting more and more exciting. You know, she had that um, doctor stoppage. And then just recently, she elbowed um, the Cypher's woman to death. So it's like I can't wait for her to keep using this momentum. But my money's on her. But keep an eye out on Loma Luke Boonmi.
1: Okay. She's, yes. S- speaking of uh, keeping an eye out, I'm shocked mm-hmm. and surprised that we are speaking and you ha- are not packing. Then I'm not what? That you're not packing. What do
2: you mean? Where am I going?
1: You're going to New Zealand. You're facing Priscilla Cachuera. You're. Shayna Danger Dawson. Fuck This is your moment. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> but I can't wait. And, and, and. Neither can I, because it's
2: hilarious. It, yes, it, it opens up the, up prelims. the prelims and it. And it opens up my mentions to a whole bunch of jokes, <laughs> and I cannot wait to see how this fight. I'm telling you, every time this woman fights, whether she wins or loses, people are acting like it's me in there. Hey G, you got to work on your cardio. Hey yeah. G, you got to. <laughs> it is hilarious. I don't even think I look like this woman, but I run with it because it's just so funny. But I
1: don't, I don't know why that you don't look like her, but she reminds me of you. I don't know I, what it is. Yeah.
2: I don't know what it is either. MMA Twitter has <laughs> has spoken and said the same thing you you said, so I'm with it. That's my girl, you know. Like <laughs> I'm gonna try to get her to follow me one day, but I do think her late replacement, although mm-hmm. she is on a losing skid, um, if she has a full gas tank, um, Shayna's, you know, I'm in trouble. You know what I mean? Like this, um, Priscilla is really tough, and she yeah. comes forward. You know, I, And I know people think she sucks because she lost to Molly McCann. Mm. She lost... Oh, Valentina beat the dog crap out of her. You know what I mean? But yeah. people don't realize that she comes forward and she strikes and you have to kill her. You have to take her out. So if she can break Shayna Dobson and if she's has the cardio to do so, I think Priscilla gives her problems. And here's another thing. I think she gets her pink slip if she loses this fight. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's... I. I don't want to, don't quote me because I don't have it open in yeah. front of me, but she might be on a two to three fight losing skid here. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, she's getting close to that, you know, the pink pape, the pink slip. So, you know, that's always a fighter with their back against the wall.
1: Put it, put it this way, regardless of who you were facing on Saturday, I would have had your back anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've got you winning this anyway. Shella Dobson for me. They're going to come away with the victory.
2: I hope so. And, you know, I don't have to worry about getting taken down because I know we needed to work on that last fight. <laughs> so, pres- pres- you know, I think Shayna's got the hands. I just hope she has the gas tank. And we shall see what hope happens. But that is the opening fight. Oh, Mike, one more. Mm-hmm. Make mm-hmm. sure you watch Kai Kara France versus Tyson Nab. Both just exciting fighters. They're just going to go in there and they're going to strike. And they're, gonna, they're just going to fight all over that cage. I'm, I'm calling it right now. It has Fight of the Night potential all over it, and I can't Mm. wait. Kai Kara's pretty um, exciting, and then he's facing Tyson Nam. And I believe Tyson lost his (coughs) debut, and Kai Kara just lost to um, Moreno. So this one is going to be fun. Uh, Hopefully you're awake, because I I worry you don't watch the (laughs) prelims.
1: No, that's just it. Put it this way. I will be awake, because I'm just looking through... Um, broadcast times and it looks as though broadcast times actually start in the UK at 10 o'clock the prelims kick off at 10 o'clock on Fight Pass so I will definitely be watching all of the prelims before I um, catch up with the rest in the morning so I got a
2: DM this morning, don't laugh well actually you are going to laugh but I got a DM this morning that said hey Gina make sure Mike watches the prelims yeah (laughs) A, a DM. Someone was like, "Yeah, make sure he does." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you, whoever it was uh, who DM'd. I was on it already. From the time that I noticed that it was going to be a ten o'clock start, I was in there like swimming. I well. have
2: it. I have it right here. Hey, by the way, tell Mike to watch the Auckland prelims, and it's from um, Hinkster, the, the you know our European follower that knows all about the Russian ah, and European fighters. You know him. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. 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 Well. Just before we wrap up today, I just wanted to say a massive shout-out to Jake Jones, who is going to be on the ground at Bellator Dublin this weekend. And a massive shout-out to him for, um, well, we can now officially create the hashtag Blame Jake. I mean, the way that he <laughs> yeah. engineered that beef between James... Gallagher and uh, Cal Eleanor was incredible because up until that actual interview, there was very, very cordial, almost brotherly love between those two. And Jake turned the tide, considering that you know the questions he was asking. I thought they were pertinent. I don't think he was deliberately trying to poke the bear or trying to get headlines or trying to get some beef started. But that's what's actually happened now. You would have seen that. James has gone full warlord on how. <laughs> Basically they <laughs> I are saw the tweets, it. yeah. Yeah, they've taken it up a notch. They are no longer um, best buds. They are no longer uh, gonna be embracing the next time they see each other. And they I think it, this has lit a fire under each of them in terms of wanting to get what effectively will be the third time in trying Cal Eleanor versus James Gallagher.
2: I was just going to say that Mike Because it's like I understand there's a fire brewing But is Bellator and their management Going to do this for the third time And I really hope they do I mean I've been waiting for so long And so have the fans And Cal you know he's got me believing In a lot of fans thinking you know He can topple James And you're right I saw the tweets I saw parts of that interview And Gallagher was pissed Yeah. And you are 100% correct Prior to this, prior to Jake, you know, blaming <laughs> prior to blame Jake, they were pretty cordial. But you know, Jake is he's woke TV, baby. This is what we do. You know what I mean? Like we look for trouble, and then sometimes we find it without looking. And that was poor Jake.
1: He is so on brand. I just yeah. hope um, you know he manages to uh, see James coming before uh, James I sees know. him. I know. <laughs> You gotta be able to back it, bro. If you're gonna be putting things out there, I know from personal experience, you gotta have eyes in the back of your head.
2: Right? Because remember how you moved when? (laughs) Where were you when the two fighters had that little scuffle, James Gallagher? (laughs) I saw you. You look like me on the New York City trains. Like, nope, not today. today, Yeah, not today, Lord. Mm -mm. That's me every day on the train. I saw it. I cracked. Me and Chisanga were cracking up, laughing. Like, look at this dude.
1: Well, that about wraps up this episode of the WoCast. As usual, you can continue any of the talking points that we've raised here on this episode. I, at be Fount, on Twitter, at MikeWoTV. And G, where can people find you?
2: I am at the G spot. MMA, your favorite spot. So mm. holler at me.
1: <laughs> Until next time, make some trouble.
2: Always. See you later.